Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. I once had a dream that felt somewhat like heaven, or at least it was a place that felt like a place I wanted to be, a place I wanted to stay. Now, I'm not saying I'm like John on the island of Patmos who had a vision, the vision that we know as Revelation, but it was an important dream to me. I was in my childhood church, but I was an adult, and my whole family was with me, including those who had gone on before me, like my grandmother, who used to give me mints in church to keep me occupied, and pennies to put in the offering plate. And it wasn't just my childhood church, it kind of had elements of other churches that I've been a part of, and, well... It makes me sound a little bit like a church nerd, that my dream of heaven was church, all the churches that I've been a part of. But that sense of community and love and uh, friendship that I've known in all the churches that I've been a part of, that was what felt to me when I woke up like, oh, I want to go back there to that place. This week, we feel maybe far from heaven, far from that sense of completeness and unity and wholeness. We're weeping again from another school shooting, this time in Uvalde, Texas. And before that, in Buffalo, New York, and Laguna Hills, California, And, of course, there's violence every day in our community, in other communities. We weep, we mourn, and if ever there were a week to wonder where God is, well, this is one of those weeks. Words are insufficient. We may find ourselves like the voice of Rachel in Jeremiah. A voice is heard in Ramah weeping and wailing. It's Rachel crying for her children. She refuses to be consoled because her children are no more. I feel too the voice of Martha from John's Gospel. Her brother Lazarus died while Jesus was on the way to them. And when he gets there, Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. We wonder, maybe, where God is in the midst of these tragedies of the world, and wonder if God could have stopped such slaughter. We wonder, if only things had been different, if only you had been there, Lord, We try to make sense out of these tragedies 
and the continued lack of action to prevent them. But in the end, some things are just senseless. Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Have you known that sense of pain and helplessness in your own life? God, if you had intervened, perhaps my mother wouldn't have died from cancer. Lord, if you had intervened, maybe that accident wouldn't have happened. God, if you had been there, maybe, maybe things would be different. My loved one wouldn't have died. My marriage wouldn't have ended or broken. My child would still be here. We weep, we mourn, we wonder. Perhaps we feel anger at the way things are in the world. Perhaps we feel nothing. There's been so much violence that it's hard to continue to feel such devastation about it. In the midst of this week, the national pain and maybe even the personal pains we're experiencing, it hurts a little, I think, to hear this message from Revelation, where God says, I'm coming soon. And I at least want to say, yes, please, Lord, come now. Why aren't you coming? Why aren't you here yet? And yet Revelation was written for a time of such violence and such dis-ease. The Roman Empire reigned. We've been talking about Revelation these past six or so weeks. And we've talked about how the people that Revelation was written to were a small minority, the church, in the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire said that people should worship Caesar as God, but the small fledgling church said, no, we will worship Christ alone. They had maybe some violent persecution against them, but definitely they were persecuted economically and socially. Their lives were turned upside down by following Jesus because of the repercussions. And in Revelation, we followed that there is the beast, Babylon or Rome, and then there's the New Jerusalem, God's kingdom, the one who reigns. And Revelation is a message to that persecuted people, people who knew violence and suffering. And the message was that hope and God's love would prevail in the end. It was a message to be faithful despite all the appearances. We hear different messages of hope. Here is some of what we've heard from Revelation in the past six weeks. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, the one who is and was and is coming, the Almighty. And John has a vision of every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth, praising God, saying, Blessing, honor, glory, and power belong to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb forever and always. 
These people have come out of great hardship. This is the reason they are before God's throne. They won't hunger or thirst anymore. No sun or scorching heat will beat down on them because the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them. He will lead them to the springs of life-giving water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the former heaven and the former earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making all things new. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will freely give water from the life-giving spring. The city doesn't need the sun or the moon to shine on it because God's glory is its light and its lamp is the Lamb. Then the angel showed me the river of life-giving water shining like crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb through the city, through the middle of the city's main street. On each side of the river is the tree of life and the tree's leaves are for the healing of the nations. There will no longer be any curse. And today we hear, look, I'm coming soon. And again, God says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. It seems to me that Revelation is a book of both our deepest hope And in the background, hanging around that deepest hope, is also the deepest pain. And so we can bring both of those things to God, I think. We remember this week that God weeps with us. That God is present in our lament and in our hope. Hope is not blind. Hope includes lament or our songs of despair. The world's violence obscures God's presence, and we wonder if only things had been different, if only things were different. And we wonder, how can we respond? First, I think it's okay to sit in lament to grieve, to mourn, to rage, even to sit around our apathy and restlessness and just wonder, God, where are you and what do you call us to do? We're called not just to look up and wonder where God is, but as Christians, we're called to be the people who carry the hope for others and to carry each other when things get hard. I hear in the reading from today from Revelation, a cry for us to pray, come Lord Jesus, and then to become the answer to our prayers by hoping and lamenting, turning to each other and turning to God. God can take our cries. God will hold them and transform them. God holds and transforms us and this world. 
even in the midst of violence and despair and our own grief, God is with us. Amen.